0: What's going on, everybody? Matt Major Show. Back live. Sorry, I just need to check my levels there. What's going on, everybody? So we've been off for a few days. I've been busy. Been doing uh a number of things. And if I'm completely honest, I've been in a little uh I guess you'd say a little bit of a funk. Uh No no real particular reason. In fact, everything has been going good. Business has been booming. Family's good, but for whatever reason, the news in particular was just kicking my ass. It was just nothing but uh, miserableness and horribleness and shit that I couldn't really escape, but also I didn't want to just sit here and talk about for an hour to start our day. So it, it fucked me up a little bit, not going to lie. But enough of that nonsense. We're back in action. We're going to be here on a regular basis again. And uh, we got lots of cool things going on. And and right out of the gate, this is why I fucking love you guys. We got a whole bunch of people, Jack and Moe, checking in on Twitch our main John the Smoke Eater. Where you been? Telling you about it. Rick checking in from the book. What's going on? Uh, so listen, just a quick little point of order. Uh, this show is obviously live streamed on Facebook and YouTube and, and Twitch. Twitch is the home base of the show, though. I just want to make that clear. Uh, the live streaming home base of the Matt Major show is twitch.tv slash Matt And the reason you might want to go over there as opposed to hanging out on Facebook is because, first of all, Twitch is a better platform. I am much less likely to get shut down on Twitch as I am on Facebook. Facebook will randomly pull me when I talk about things that are legal and fair use. Twitch... Don't play those games. But also, uh, the chat in the conversation coming from Twitch just works better to be completely straightforward. Uh, if you want to get in on this show, if you want to get your comments on the screen, works like 30% of the time in Facebook land. Works 100% of the time in Twitch. So uh, the Twitch chat is the one that I really pay attention to. And I really do want to make this an interactive show. So I'd love you to come and, and join the conversation. we got a bunch of things going on. <laughs> Jack says, also in Twitch, there are chicks in bikinis streaming from hot tubs or so I'm told. Here's the thing about that. Just a real quick aside. Um, it, it's such a weird concept to me. Because I know exactly what he's talking about. And there's this thing... You know, there's no nudity or anything like that on Twitch. But there is definitely, like, a a cam girl situation. And and honestly, they're called e-girls on Twitch. Uh, A lot of them are gamers, but a lot of them just do the uh, I'm beautiful stare at me for hours at a time thing. And it works for them. But the latest trend is the most mind-blowing thing to me because they have this trend now where they they call it a hot tub. Hot tub stream. It's not a fucking hot tub. It's literally like a kid's, you know, kiddie pool, blow-up pool that they put in a bedroom in their house and fill up. And the water's clearly not warm. There's no bubbles. There's no hot tub-esque to it. It's literally a kiddie pool in the house that some beautiful girl in a bikini sits in, and she does live streams for hours. And... They get thousands and thousands and thousands of views. I mean, I want to say I don't understand it. I do understand it, right? It's it's a pretty girl you can talk to, cam shows and that type of shit has gone on forever, but I just uh, it's it's just almost comical to see you know this this thing where they're sitting in a fucking kiddie pool in a bedroom. I don't know. Rick says you need your stuff on Apple Podcasts. Listen, my stuff is on Apple Podcasts, but in full disclosure, I am sometimes shitty about posting the podcast episode. That's that's uh, 100% on me. That's a fault of mine. That's something I'm working on uh, to get it up there and get it consistently. And the fact that you want it there drives me to do that. So I appreciate you giving me shit for not posting it. But Right on Apple Podcasts, right on uh, Spotify, on pretty much anywhere you get a podcast, including Alexa. You can say, hey, Alexa, play the Matt Major Show, and it will play the most recent podcast episode, which, as Rick points out, I've been behind on. So uh, I will do my best today as soon as this show is over to get that posted so you can listen to the Matt Major Show on the go. Uh, podcasting is an interesting thing, The the you know, the audio version And that's exactly what it is. It's exactly what we have here, but it's just the audio portion. This is something that's, uh, I want to say blowing up, but then again, I've been in the podcasting business. uh, I guess you'd say now for about six, seven years professionally. On the promise that it was going to blow up when I started, you know what I mean? Uh, And it definitely, don't get me wrong, has definitely increased. Uh, the numbers the demand the various ways you can use audio podcasts has blown up uh, they got this app now for iphone called clubhouse which is basically internet radio but it's it's not a podcast they don't report it, or don't record it rather it's a live audio feed but that's becoming so popular that uh, facebook is now ripping it off facebook is coming out with an audio only product a podcast i guess you would say type of product that you're going to get right from facebook and it's going to be directly integrated with spotify so there's a lot of these big players really jumping into the audio only game and uh it'll be interesting to see where it goes it'll be interesting to see if it really is exploding the way they claim it is like i said i i I'm in this business, and I know there's a market for it. I know that market is growing. Is it skyrocketing, like they say? I don't know. Jack and Mo, back when we were talking about the uh, the tub girls, they make big dollars, though. They do. They make huge dollars. Good for them, man. Rick says thanks on the, uh, the podcast thing. I'll do what I can, dude. I asked Alexa why I'm single. She said my name is Siri. Jack with the one liners this morning. We got our man Dade checking in. Morning, buddy. Thanks for, for joining the program. So as I mentioned in my ramblings, we had a lot to talk about today. And I guess that's the one positive of not doing a show for a while. You get a you get a good backup of content called this episode New York State of Mind because the majority of the stuff we have to talk about is local. we got some national stuff. Uh, We'll get into briefly uh, the president's first uh, bipartisan address that occurred last night that I didn't watch, I'll be honest. But before we get into all that, Let's get a little uh, New York news and the cool thing we have here.
1: Loosening up in parts of our area beginning on May
0: 3rd... Ah, almost there. We're...
1: Loosening up in parts of our area beginning on May 3rd. This coming Monday, sitting at a bar will once again be allowed in New York City. Yay. Then on May 17th, outdoor dining curfews will end all across New York State. And the indoor dining curfew will end on May 19th. As I would issue reporter Naveen to Dhaliwalt...
0: So this is a big change, obviously, uh, with the COVID restrictions here in New York State. We had, I believe they had moved it up and it was now up to midnight. Uh, the, the dining curfew, you know, can't serve people. You can't be in here after midnight. It's kind of bullshit I've called for its uh, repeal for quite a while looks like that's finally happening this is this is good news
1: tells us for some the changes can't come soon enough
0: this is great we got families we have people coming out
1: this wednesday night at
0: all right hold on <laughs> as you know as i just stated i am fully in support of this but how are you going to open a story about being open past midnight with children and talking about we got families we got families ain't at the restaurant at 1 a.m. But please continue.
1: At the Blackstone Bar and Grill is a stark contrast from a year ago.
0: The pandemic really hurt us.
1: Like so many restaurant owners, Steve Kutachis now trying to get business back on track.
0: It's a great, great environment. It feels good.
1: And even better.
0: This, this story obviously is out of New York City. Um, and I don't know anything about that restaurant, but it just I do love that they're outdoor dining. They got that pavilion, that tent. Forget about the pandemic. I love that concept in general. And uh, if if we get more really nice, comfortable outdoor spaces at restaurants to eat in as a result of all this nonsense, I'm I'm not opposed to that.
1: Today, Governor Cuomo announcing he will be allowing restaurants and bars to remain open until 4 a.m. starting on May 17th. for—
0: Wait, what? Ours close at 2 a.m. in New York State. Did we just go the other way? Or are they allowed to stay open longer in New York City? And I didn't know this.
1: Outdoor dining and May 31st for indoor dining. On top of that, seating at the bar will be allowed as of May 3rd.
0: The fact that you're able to sit at the bar and the fact that you're able to to order a beer without food, it's going to be a big thing. Works. That's the other thing that, that we're getting rid of, the uh, what became known as the Cuomo Chips. That was the rule that you had to have food if you were going to have a drink. Um. I never thought that was like the most incredible idea ever, but I always got the point. You know, the point was to reduce. The point was to uh, uh, stay in place. You couldn't stand. You could sit at the bar. I don't. I don't know exactly what they're talking about. Uh, And it was spaced out, but. Uh, in my experience, you could sit down at the bar and, and drink as long as you had that food. You couldn't stand up with your drink. You couldn't, you know, I stand at a bar. I'm not a sit-in-the-chair kind of guy usually. But all that nonsense is finally going away, which good. And, you know, the food thing, no matter what the intention was it was immediately defeated because you know it became Cuomo chips and what would happen is the first time I, I went to a bar under this rule not even thinking about it you walk up to the bar and before they ask you what you want to drink they set a tiny little slice of tomato pie in front of you or a garlic knot in one place what the fuck is this I didn't order ordinary food oh, you, you have to And and you didn't order food, and I'm pretty sure they didn't even charge us for it. But it became the standard thing. According to the law, you had to have food with a drink. So if you walked up to the bar, there's a nice slice of tomato pie, which, let's be honest, not the worst thing. John says standing up the bar comes from your day. It's true. that's That's a family trait. I just feel like that's what you're supposed to do with the bar, though. You stand around with people and you talk. You do the one foot up on the the rail there, you know, that's why there is a rail. I don't know. The last couple minutes of this, or seconds rather.
1: Excited and looking forward to being able to sit at the bar. Just a block down from Blackstone, customers at the hill looking forward to the changes. I think it's a great a great thing, you know, to open it up and everything like that and give people the opportunity to come out and you know not have to feel the pressure of ordering food now this announcement comes one day after
0: i mean there was no pressure let's if we're going to be realistic let's not make this over dramatic like i say every place i went to there was they, they literally handed it to you you didn't even have to order so
1: to the cdc
0: hold on hold on stop stop the fucking presses Dan, are you, are you trying to tell me that you have lived your entire life in central New York and you don't like tomato pie? Yeek. I'd keep that under my hat if I were you, my friend.
1: He said, vaccinated Americans don't need to wear...
0: That's like saying Riggies aren't good. You get, like, thrown off a train for that shit around here.
1: ...wear their mask when they're outdoors, but some not comfortable with that. With all the different variants and things that are happening, we just don't know. And it's not that much of an inconvenience to wear a mask. City officials asking residents to use precautions and common sense as we move one...
0: Common sense. Did they just say that with a straight face? If America has learned anything, it's that common sense is not common. Stands on a crusade to raise awareness about the fact that he's the one person in Central New York who doesn't like tomato pie, apparently. Oh, shit. That's funny. It's so good. How can you... uh oh. so good. And I don't even like excessive tomato. I'm a go-easy-on-the-tomato-sauce kind of guy, but... Tomato pie is just where it's at, my Uh, you know what else is where it's at? The Saranac Brewery. Technically known as the FX Matt Brewery. If you're not from Utica. Matt, is that a TARDIS alarm clock behind you? Hold on. This is why I'm easily distracted. I'm sorry, folks. No, it's not. It's actually a mug. handle and you could drink out of it I'm not going to do that but I uh, have been working to organize a number of things and I have like uh, multiple businesses worth of shit packed up in here and as I was going through it I found my old uh, oh the one by the aquarium no the one by the aquarium is actually a cookie jar that is a Tardis cookie jar. Again, I don't don't use any of these things for what they are, but I like them. Anyway, back to the brewery. The Utica Saranac FX Mat Utica Club whatever we want to call it brewery is expanding. They're putting in $34.7 million. I need Yolanda Vega to say that. They're going to be hiring at least 25 more people. And uh, they're going to be cranking out lots more bottles of beer. I love seeing this. I love seeing uh, a local business, especially one as old as this one, 133-year-old brewery. If you're not familiar. They were, by the way, the first brewery to sell alcohol after Prohibition. They survived through it. Many didn't. But they had everything ready to go. So the second the Prohibition was repealed, you could crack an FX Mat brew. I've always wondered. It always seems like there's a little bit of like... They might have manufactured that before they were supposed to. I don't totally know how that all went down, but I do know that they were the first place you could grab a cold one when the idiotic alcohol prohibition ended in this country many, many, many years ago. Uh, It says the brewery is going to double their brewing capacity. Twice as much beer. Uh, I love it. Uh, Fred Matt, the president of the brewery, said, We we now have the most flexible state-of-the-art brew house, I'd say, in the world. If not in the world, then at least the United States. Fred's not one to uh, be humble, I guess. Uh, additionally, $11 million will be spent on various projects, including a $6 million can line that will double the capacity. Uh, Remember, they crank out bottles and cans, and it is expected to be operational in June. We have a company fueled for growth, Matt said. We're going to double our business this year. We will grow our business by at least 50% next year. How fucking awesome is that? Uh, Utica Club and Saranac Beer uh, and their soft drinks are the brewery's own brands. Uh, but they also, what a lot of people don't know, they also contract brew for a lot of places. So, you know, there's a lot of smaller brands. There's a lot of other places. And this happens all over the place where, uh, you know, every every can of beer in a store shelf is not necessarily made in individual breweries. There's contact breweries, contract, that make these things for folks. Uh, in Utica, they make more than 300 Distinct items. Different products. It's pretty fucking cool. I love it. Jack says, I was in a bar in Pennsylvania. They offered me a Brooklyn lager and proceeded to tell me that it was made in Brooklyn. I showed him the label that said it was made in Utica, New York. To be fair, people in Pennsylvania probably thought Utica, New York was part of New York City. Because as we know, Anyone not from Central New York <laughs> believes every part of New York is a borough. What are you gonna do? While we're talking about good news in Utica, I got some I got some other good stuff. Ah, let me get it on the screen for you before I play it. So last week. Uh, While we're off, I took a trip to Utica, and I visited one of my favorite places, the Uptown Theater. The Uptown Theater is a historic theater. It's actually older than the Stanley by a very small amount of time, but it is older than the Stanley. It is an incredible, incredible facility. That has just so much potential. Listen, I, I love theaters. I love places like this where we can do different things. Uh, my wife and I got married at the Palace Theater in Syracuse. Uh, it was a place where you could make a really cool experience. And, and you have that type of situation in the uptown. Now, if you hadn't seen the uptown, I haven't personally uh, seen the theaters in the uptown since since I was a teenager. Used to be a place that uh, you could go on a date. You could go with friends. We used to go real cheap and see some great movies. And they had three theaters three or four. I think three. What I didn't realize at that time, or really until recently, is that was originally one big theater that had been cut up into four movie screens. All those walls, all that division has been torn out. And the theater is one huge, large, incredible, incredible space. $2 Tuesdays, Dan says. Absolutely loved $2 Tuesdays. What's going on now with the uptown is... uh, there's an incredible group of people and a nonprofit that, that now owns it, runs it, and are looking to bring it back to the incredible potential that it has had for many years. Problem is they need some money to do that. The theater uh, needs an upgrade in seating and, and just really clean renovation. Like I said, they took down dividing walls uh, where there was previously multiple theaters Made it one big one again as it was originally designed. But, like, that work's not really done, if we're being completely honest. Uh, Those walls were torn down. But it really wasn't finished into a space that you could use. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done. On top of that, the place needs a roof. Uh, To do all this, they need some funding. And they have just launched what they're calling a save the seat campaign. And I got a little promo video about it. I want you to take a look at it. Now just a real point of order. I'm going to start and stop this a little bit. What you're seeing right now, this picture right here is the stage. And, and you're going to see another couple shots of it in this, this video. This video is incredible. I don't know who put it together. I got to find out and, and compliment them. They did a great job. But what you're looking at right here is the stage. Uh, I would have never in a million years realized that this awesome, flexible, uh, you know, uh, we can put music here, we can put plays here, we can put stand-up comedy, we can play movies. So much opportunity, so many things that can happen. We could do live podcasts. Wink, wink. Such a cool fucking place. Right in downtown Utica. So this is it. And if you haven't seen this in years like I hadn't before I visited in person, you are blown to blown away to understand that this is what the open full theater at the uptown looks like so i think you can see my mouse on the screen right yeah so when i was a kid when i was a teenager you can see here they've teared down this this used to be there used to be a wall here and these upper seats these were two upper theaters this half here there was a screen this half here there was a screen and those were two of the theaters then you had this big one down here, so you had three movie theaters. I, I had no idea. I always, I'm an idiot kid when I was there. thought that's the way it was designed. It had three, three screening rooms. No, it's supposed to be this open, huge, incredible space. They have this, by the way, Uh, I'm clicking on the wrong, they have this incredible room that they've put together for improv comedy and stand-up, so many cool things. Look at that. Look at that. How freaking cool is that? Did anybody have any idea that this was there? I didn't. I, this is just so amazing to me. So you can go to saveaseatnow.org and I encourage you to do that. And the whole idea is you can purchase a seat. What a freaking awesome way to donate and to support a theater. It's such a cool idea. There are some absolutely incredible people behind this effort and uh, I applaud them as much as I encourage everybody if you can. Let's donate. Let's not only just keep this place in existence. Let's let it see the potential that it has in that incredible, incredible space. Absolutely love seeing that. It's such a cool thing. Jack and Moe. He said they did fundraising tours a while back. He took you backstage and in the projection room. Yeah, it's it's cool as hell, man. It really is. Uh, you know, I was lucky enough to, to get one of those tours myself. There's behind the stage, there's a green room. There's all kinds of just really cool spots up in the projection room. There's still some of the old um, uh, projectors, uh, but film projectors. You know, uh, they weren't digital, obviously. I think the late 90s when we were there was the last time they were actually used. But they're just, they're cool as hell. And uh, just climbing around through there and and seeing all these things. Again, I love this type of stuff in general. I love old buildings. I love things like that. But when you have a place that has such potential to do so many things, community events... Concert, entertainment, conventions. You know, so many things are going virtual, conferences and such, but you still sort of need a place for the presenters to to give them. In that theater, if it was all ready to go, you could do everything from business to entertainment. I just, I love seeing it. Speaking of other things I love to see. We're going to uh, change channels for just a minute and jump over to a Syracuse, New York business. That honestly just deserves some love. Because they've been given a ton of it. The place that I'm talking about is called Peace, Love & Cupcakes bakery run by a husband and wife in downtown Syracuse. And they have an incredible, incredible, and I don't know these people. Keep in mind. Uh, I've I've heard about them and I've only recently kind of really dug in and, and saw what's going on. But these are two people that not only run an incredible bakery where you can get just the most mind-blowing sugar-filled treats you could find anywhere in the city. But they really care about the community. Uh, As you can see on the screen, they've got these Black Lives Matter cookies. These were something they did as a special event over the weekend. Come in, get a free BLM cookie. Show your support for those members of our community. And... It was so overwhelming. They had lines wrapped around the corner. They went through everything they had. They had to shut down an hour early because they went through all of their baked goods. It's something you could do at a bakery, by the way. I always just love that. Like, well, we sold our day's worth of food. We can go home. It's pretty cool. But, you know, this the, the Black Lives Matter cookie is just one Example of the things that they do at this incredible local business. Uh, They have the ability for you to uh, donate or buy birthday cakes and cookies and things for families and children who can't afford them. They have just all kinds of incredible uh, pay-what-you-can programs just to spread some love and spread some goodness and while I am on a uh, no sugar low carb lifestyle and I don't get to enjoy a lot of baked goods I want I I want others to make up for it for me so please check out Peace Love and Cupcakes again this is a non sponsored plug and just just a shout out to a local central New York business who's trying to be a good neighbor trying to be a good member of the community and not just soak people for every penny they can get. And anytime I see that, you better believe I'm going to highlight it right here on the Matt Major Show. Oh, what else should we talk about? Let's talk about The president for a minute. (laughs) Hold on, I got it. Jack says, going back to talking about the movie theater, the first movie I snuck into there was Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Jack, I don't... I don't know how much that is dating yourself. I remember when I was a little kid, Buck Rogers was an old thing. Hold on. I gotta, I gotta find out now. Buck Rogers in the 25th Century came out in 1979. Three years before I was born, Jack. Sorry, I remember NBC did it. that. Was that was the uh, what was the fucking? There was the robot dude, right? Beady, That that dude. That was the uh, that was the Buck Rogers, right? I don't remember what was this. What was the robot dude's name? Twiggy. I did remember seeing. See, I was a nerd, so even though it was old shit, when I was a kid, anything mildly sci-fi, hence the the Doctor Who stuff, I immediately gravitated to. Although I, I didn't get in depth. Uh, the president. Addressed a joint session of Congress for the first time in his term last night. I didn't watch it. I probably should have. Only because I was going to talk about it. I mean, I got the details, but... A quick side note on that. Some people have pointed out, we even talked about it on the show, that since Biden took office, we're back to being able to ignore the news, ignore the president. We're not hooked like a crack fiend to the news, wondering what this idiot did today, like we had been. And to a degree, I I get that. That's good, right? It's not like, what is the nightmare today? But we probably also shouldn't be slacking, because it's when we all ignore these guys, is when they pull off some of the worst shit. Uh, I'm not saying there's some bad shit in in the plan we're going to talk about. I mean, I'm sure there's a little bit, but just making the point that we probably shouldn't celebrate not paying attention. It's probably not, in the grand scheme of things, a positive. Just going to throw that out there. And and I say that because I am as guilty of it as anybody else. But anyway, uh, the president meant uh, to unveil his what he's calling the American Families Plan. It is very family heavily, heavy, obviously. Um, And this is in addition to the infrastructure proposal that was rolled out last month. Keep in mind, this is not part of the same thing. This is a another plan, another effort that does specifically things for families. Imagine that. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind is this is a policy proposal. It's got to be voted on. It's got to be passed in Congress. This is not a deal where uh, the president can sign an executive order and we get all this shit. Which, by the way, just a side note, I saw some idiot on Facebook yesterday comment to that effect. How dare he govern by executive order? Um, this, is, this is legislation, sir. Try to follow along. Um, the American Families Plan calls for a $200 billion program offering universal pre-K for all three- and four-year-olds. I have a four-year-old. This is awesome to me. Uh, the fact that we don't already have UPK everywhere is quite frankly, kind of mind blowing. Uh, especially when you realize that they do have it in some places and why, why do those places get the advantages over others? It's never made any sense. Um, making universal pre-k actually universal across the United States is a fantastic thing. 109 billion for tuition free community college for any American who wants it. Let me say that again. Tuition free community college for any American who wants it. This is awesome. While I have a four-year-old going into preschool, I have an 18 year old going to college as well and holy fuck Uh, unfortunately she's probably going to go to a private school so I'm not going to get a whole lot of benefit of that particular thing but in any case this is a wonderful situation now if you live in New York New York State has done similar things and and made it and even in the recent budget expanded the ability to go to our community colleges tuition free or close to it but this would make it a national thing. It's phenomenal news. Uh, Eighty-five billion to increase Pell grants to benefit low and uh, low-income and minority students, and four billion in funding for larger scholarships, certification, and support programs for teachers. Jack's still talking about Buck Rogers. We get it, bud. Uh, give you some other key details and all the bullshit you don't care about. <clears throat> uh, the proposal also calls for the creation of a national paid family leave program. There are some Americans who hear this type of thing and their heads explode because they've been fucking programmed. In every other civilized country on this globe. Paid family leave is the standard, uncontroversial part of life. That means uh, both parents, fathers, and mothers can take off paid time to be with their families, to be with their newborns, to take care of their sick. Um, I've got a little bit on Illion in just a few minutes. John? Uh, and, and, but I will. I will tell you. I'm not even going to tease you. It's. It's not a lot of breaking news on that front, unfortunately. Um, on top of all that stuff, uh, Biden is calling on Congress to include a 45 billion dollar investment in meals for children in low-income families. Uh, this is a wonderful thing. Again, I also don't want to see any conservatives. Give any shit for that. Reason being is President Trump was responsible for one of the biggest expansions of the school lunch program in American history. Nobody even blinked an eye. Uh, in fact, I feel like he didn't even get the credit from his own team on that that he should have. Maybe because, you know, it's something they're supposedly against, so they didn't even want to admit that it happened, but. That is something that Trump did during the pandemic. Uh, unemployment insurance reform. Uh, it doesn't give any details on that. It just says unemployment insurance reform. If that means less people can get unemployment or it'll be more efficient. I don't know. Who the fuck knows what that means? Uh, $225 billion in investments for child care. Great. That would include a $15 minimum wage for early childhood staff and expand child care center accessibility. This is an incredible thing. And let me tell you about this, because you don't think about this until you're in this situation. I didn't as a parent until I had little ones again that needed to go to these daycare centers. Many of these daycare centers are phenomenal. The problem you have with them is they don't pay shit. And to some degree, to some degree, keep in mind they're for-profit businesses. To some degree, I can understand. There's not a ton of margin. There's a lot of overhead. And there's only so much you can charge people, right? That's the, You individually have to pay for somebody to take care of your kid. But still, there's a limit to what people can afford. So it's hard to pay early childhood staff what they deserve. Creating funding and setting these types of standards means that we will be able to get early childhood staff who stay. Because one of the problems that you have in these situations is uh, you can have incredible people. And again, I've seen this. I've experienced this firsthand. Incredible staff members, dedicated staff members, love working with children, are great with children. Only stay until the next better paying opportunity comes about, which you absolutely cannot blame people for. It's it's what you should expect. But the problem is you unfortunately cannot get and keep good people and consistent people. And to me, that was a big frustration because you get somebody that your young child likes and trusts and gets comfortable with. Three weeks later, they move on to a new job. This is the reason that we need at least $15, if not more, in all honesty, for every job. You know, I hear people argue about, "Wow, they want $15 and they can't even do blah, blah, blah. Right. If you paid me less than fifteen dollars, I wouldn't do shit for you either. <coughs> below minimum pay, you get below minimum work. There is no reason to fault people for that. If I have to put in forty hours for you, and that doesn't even cover my rent, I'm not really gonna do a hundred percent of my abilities at your job. You get what you pay for, my friends. Um, What the hell else is in this plan? Anything? Uh, Officials say the plan would be paid for through tax reforms targeted at wealthy Americans, such as increased capital gains rate, a higher top income tax rate, and increased uh, IRS auditing enforcement of high-income individuals and businesses. This is the other part that will make many people's heads explode. Because they start out with, oh, we're going to pay for it, even though they've never once asked that question when we talk about the continually growing military budget that we don't need. Never once did they ever say, how are we going to pay for that? But how we're going to pay for it is people who got their taxes cut for no good reason are going to pick up the tab. And before you claim this is unfair to them, you should probably know that even when these increases were nowhere near the tax rates that they paid, even under President Obama, which were way too low. Go look at the history of tax rates in this country and compare that to the history of the middle class. You will find when the top tax rates were the highest, the middle class was the strongest. These are only facts. Um, But again, the other thing you got to keep in mind, the thing that people really forget when we talk about tax rates and raising tax rates and higher tax rates and higher tax brackets is what we use is called a progressive tax system. What that means is like if you're uber rich, And say Joe Biden's raising the rate to 50%. He's not, but just for simple numbers. You think, holy shit, he's taking 50%. Say you made a million dollars. He's taking 50%. He's taking $500,000 of my income because the tax rate is 50%. That is not the way it works. We have progressive tax rates, which means if if the lower end is, say, 30%, say people that don't have a lot of money, The rate is 30% on your money. That has a limit. In Biden's case, it's $400,000. So up to $400,000, you will only get taxed that 30%, no matter what. On every dollar over the $400,000, you'll get taxed at the higher rate. So say in our example, it was 50%. Say you made $500,000 this year you'll only pay that higher rate on that $100,000 above four hundred. And if you made more money and you fit into a higher tax rate, you would only pay the higher rates on that dollar amount above the threshold. So in reality, everybody who makes the same as you, or everybody who makes less than $400,000 pays the same tax rate you do. So when people really freak out about Oh my god, we're taking all their money, which first of all, is an incredible concept that, that you're so defensive for billionaires. You got to actually think about it the right way. You got to understand how the fuck tax rates in the United States work. We're not taking all their income. In the uh, in the fifties, when we had the top bracket, the top of the top was like ninety four percent. They didn't take ninety four percent of those people's entire income in the given year. They took ninety four percent of everything above x amount and they paid less on the money below that and less on the money below that that's how tax brackets work the more you know on the alien front it's a little frustrating um, but This is to be expected because we are now at the point they've pushed everything to where folks are lawyering up. And everybody knows that the second you start talking with the lawyer, the first thing the lawyer says is you got to stop talking. At all levels. They don't want anything out there that they don't control. That's, you know, one of the lawyers first and foremost jobs is to limit your liability to limit the things that people might be able to hold against you in this case cases so everybody's got to clam up for a little while and those of us on the outside have to sit around going what's going on what we do know is that the village of has eliminated the position of fire chief. We know this for a fact because it is, it is in their publicly available past budget for 2022. Voted on past, done deal. Zero debate. When people asked the questions about it, they wouldn't even allow them to speak of it. Never in my life have I seen such a dramatic, huge change in any municipality of any size With zero discussion like this. Never. People of the Village of Illion. Many of whom seem to just be sitting quiet. Don't really understand that. Maybe they're not paying attention. You know, like we were talking about the the Biden situation. Maybe this is another symptom of people being disconnected. But meanwhile, your public services that you pay for are being eroded in your town. We also know for a fact that the mayors of not only Ilian but also Herkimer and Little Falls at a minimum have been meeting to discuss making this situation a permanent deal and sharing the fire chief and who knows what else because you know this goes beyond one position they want to consolidate and share that and as i've said many times that might not even be a horrible idea there might be a reasonable argument to be made to do such a thing so why is no one making that argument Why is this all being done in secret? Why do they actually actively refuse to answer any questions about it? This should be troubling. Even if you think it's the right thing to do, even if you think this place is too small, we don't need a full paid fire department. I mean, you're wrong, but maybe you think that way and that's okay. You should really be sitting there going, You know, I I might side with them, but where's the transparency? Why aren't they even talking about it? Why do they refuse to answer questions about this policy that would have support? This is the most suspect thing to me. People will be with you if you just discuss what's going on. (laughs) Rick is breaking my balls. They don't know because you stopped posting your podcast. I fucking love you guys. <laughs> you you got me. This is my fault. All I can say is if if the people of the village of Illion have to depend on me, they're fucked. <laughs> um, I've got lots of stuff. Shout out to our man, David, Uh, active Matt Major Show audience member who uh, has been all over this. He's been filling foil requests and sending me all kinds of information. John agrees. It's all my fault. I appreciate that, and I appreciate everybody everybody who has been following along and providing information and helping us share that with the group. Cause it's good stuff. Um, there is a bunch of links and what I need to do, I need to share a bunch of these links because I have a lot of these documents that anybody who's interested in this might want to see. They can take a look at their, uh, various contracts, agreements, things that many of us believe the village and the mayor in, particular has violated or ignored. Um, I'm just taking a look at this uh, thing here. There's a lot of moving pieces. There are, there are a few of them that I might have an idea about that I can't speak to. But what I can tell you is This is an absolute insane shit show going on in this town. It is absolutely a mix of multiple events that have been, I don't want to say orchestrated, but I will say uh, capitalized on. Opportunities seem to have fallen into the mayor's lap for him to do what he'd like to do. And I guess I should say get away with doing it without answering any questions because he is uh, right now effectively the mayor and the village villian have gotten away with eliminating the village fire chief without a word of conversation with their constituents about it. Will that stand? Probably. especially if I'm the only idiot talking about it. Hey guys, we are just about out of time. I want to thank you very much for tuning into the Matt Major show today. Uh, again, I, I mentioned at the top of the show, I had been off my game a little bit. I feel like uh, I'm getting back onto it. I am going to be aggressively working to grow 315 live. That is our local entertainment and news outlet i'm i'm really uh re-inspired by a lot of these businesses we talked about and a lot of these efforts happening in central new york to really focus on the community i want to not just tell you the stories of shitty mayors but also highlight our neighbors that are absolutely killing it in the community and uh that's what we can do here that's the opportunity that i have and i'm going to do my best not to squander it any more than I already have. And for Rick and everybody that I appreciate who takes the time to listen to the podcast, we will have the audio podcast up. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to Twitch. There's ways to uh, to donate and support us. The even better way, if, if you like my, my Your shirt or uh, a wide variety of other things, including the Illion Fire Department support shirts jump over to the merchlink.com uh, proceeds from the sales of any of those fun items go to good causes uh, but that's that's where it's at my friends thank you for watching the Matt major show we will see you next week have a good one